Hello and welcome to Lord of the Rings Minute, the daily podcast where we analyze the movie The Fellowship of the Ring one miniature-filled minute at a time. Mm. I'm Norman Mitchell. I'm Cassandra Fredrickson. And joining us again today is Nick Jimenez. Hello. Yeah. And today we're going to be talking about Minute 33, which starts with Gandalf leaving Bag End and ends with Gandalf looking at the edge of Mordor and noping away. Peace. I said it's kind of a... It's sort of like when you're playing uh, like a role playing game or like Zelda and there's like a level or like a, a stage that you just you're not there yet level wise. You know, <laughs> yeah. it's like this is a level 14 level and you're on level five. Maybe don't do this yet. Right. Like Gandalf is like, mm, maybe I need to upgrade my armor first. Oof. Just kind of turns around. It's like playing through Dragon Age and you're like level 20 and you're like, oh, maybe I can take the dragon. No, I can't take the no, dragon. Take I the made dragon. that mistake. <laughs> I was like, well, they wouldn't put it here if I couldn't fight it. <laughs> yeah, that didn't go so well. <laughs> Restart game. <laughs> I reload save. <laughs> I was smart enough to save before I tried. There you go. Like, oh, I use all my health potions. <laughs> all my companions are dead. <laughs> oh, joy. <laughs> Goofy Donald, no. What have I wrought? <laughs> so... This is our first shot of Barad-dûr, yeah, Sauron's fortress. Uh, I love the music here. What an iconic! I, I mean, like I can't overstate fourth grade Nick in movie theater in San Antonio, Texas. Just like God, just the 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 the, the Howard Shore score, and just the miniature, and like the, I mean, just this was an iconic moment for me uh yeah just the power of this i i i cannot stress how much i love stress enough how much i love the music over the shot of barador mm-hmm. like the really like i don't what is it disharmonious discordant like marching yeah, I mean, tune really, almost yeah. it's very it really it really does it really does feel like i remember i remember watching it thinking it was weird for a fourth grader to be this aware of stuff but like Thinking that this is this must have been what people felt like in the seventies, the first time that you heard like the Imperial March. Yeah. Ooh, that's really deep. Because <laughs> it's just so immediately iconic. Uh, and by the way, before I was really aware that they had captured Gollum, and you hear Shire Baggins, I thought like Shire Baggins. I thought that's what Sauron sounded like, and I was <laughs> horrified. <laughs> I was like, that's what the main villain sounds like. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's so, awesome. That's so scary. Because like, I, I, I pictured him looking like the way his armor does, but then sounding like that. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> that's horrifying. That's why he has to like wear that armor because. No his one voice, would take him serious. Yeah, his voice is awful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is Cobra Commander. It's like voice. lemon grab in there. Yeah. Oh man, lemon grab would be a great Sauron. <laughs> just, just, just screaming unacceptable. unacceptable. And you can't even really do it without blowing out your mic. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not even gonna try. <laughs> that is like lemon grab is the only thing from Adventure Time I legitimately find hilarious. I think. So. Oh man, that's a that's did another you ever, argument. Did you ever watch the, Did you ever watch the Lemon Hope episode? I don't think so. Oh, it's heartbreaking. I uh, I've uh, I've I've watched maybe eight or nine episodes of Adventure Time. Oh, I've seen all of them. And they're ones that people are like, ah, oh, you'd like this. And I'm just like, no. 
Yeah, well, the Lemon Hope episode is like, it kind of just shows you like, hey, eventually this world's going to end too. And as a, you know, you're like, oh, oof. <laughs> but uh, it gets really bleak. Yeah, it does. I, it really does. For a kids yeah. show. Although part of the reason I find Lemon Grab so funny is because it reminds me of a person I know. <laughs> so. Oh, man. <laughs> it's kind of like how um, I think I think my Lemon Grab for Steven Universe is Peridot. <laughs> Are you overall not into that show? Oh, I, I, no, I, I mean, I, I love it. I haven't seen as much of it as Adventure Time, but like I don't really laugh while watching Steven Universe. But but Peridot will always make me laugh. Like, oh, Peridot makes me laugh, too. Peridot's or anything involving Peridot and Lapis being roommates. Yeah, because Lapis just wants none of it. And Peridot is trying so yeah. hard. Like, I think Lapis, the, the, is OK? What I think the most. That? <laughs> I think the most I've laughed at a single line in Steven Universe is Lapis when they're playing baseball and they're all introducing yeah. themselves with like fake names and she's just very deadpan Bob. <laughs> <laughs> or like when when they they call art uh, bleep lorps. Yeah, this is a bleep lorp. <laughs> it serves no purpose other than to look at it. Uh, good job. So, yes. <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> so back to these miniatures. Yeah. So uh, the yeah. So Orthanx. I mean, Barador is gorgeous. Apparently, that miniature is nine meters tall. Oh my gosh! And That's it's like twenty-seven feet. Right? right. And you think about it being nine meters tall. They yeah. say that it is a one one hundred and sixty-sixth scale miniature. And it's not even because they're still building it. And they're point. in the middle of building it, which is why I think it's kind of cool that that music sounds almost like a marching tune. Because the orcs are working to rebuild the tower. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's communicating something that you can't really see. Yeah. Doesn't the same theme play over Isengard? When I, think Isengard. I think that's Isengard. Uh, the Isengard one's different, yeah. Okay. Nick's got it. Yeah, it's very similar. Nice trombone. Thank you. <laughs> I've, I've, had a, I've, had, I've had, like, a 15 years of practice. <laughs> <laughs> Just all leading up to this one, one moment. <laughs> um, they're, they're, they're similar, though. I, I do was... they ever? And not to go too far into like the third one, but did they ever finish Barador? Before yes. it all okay, cool. I was like, that kind of sucks if it just falls apart before they even have a chance. To well, because remember, um, what we're looking at right here doesn't have the tower with the big eye. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah. It's like looking at like Death Star two, yeah. In stuff, yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, uh, also, uh, it's like getting to see Rogue One first. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I can't wait to see that. As wait, I just hit me. It just it just now hit me that it's done. It looks like it's already done by the time Rogue One takes place, right? I like, think so. That's interesting. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. Well, so. Um, so, and this is one of only, Barrader's one of only, uh, one of three miniatures we see in this, this minute, because Minas Morgul, where the Black Riders come out of, is also a miniature with the horses on blue screen coming towards the camera. Mm -hmm. And then that's just a miniature behind them where the doors open. And yeah. that's the doors on the actual miniature opening. Yeah. And that's so cool. Talk about another iconic shot. I mean, just the doors opening and just the green that seems to be coming out like the green light that's coming out of the doors yeah. and the ring rates coming out. So it's like, so terrifying. And, uh, Peter Jackson mentions that they were worried that it would be confusing and that it is confusing to some people that they think where the riders are coming out of is the same 
building that you just saw the upshot and then yeah. come around on that you you think that that's still Barad-dûr, but it's not. And we get to see Minas Morgul uh, event in its full state in uh, but movies it's two all and three in the same neighborhood, right? Well, I mean, Minas Morgul is actually quite a ways from Barad-dûr. Oh, because all right, more more geography. Let's because do it. We no, tend to talk it. about this a lot. Yeah. I have an atlas. Yeah, we have an atlas. I have a now. map now. <laughs> Amazing. Yes. I have a I have a like a, a real map now. So this is a this is a small map to kind of show you on. But Mount Doom is kind of in the northwest section of Mordor. Okay. And Baradur is really close to the Black Gate, which is on the northern wall. And then Minas Morgul is on the western wall of Mordor, kind of in the southwest corner. So that... across directly across the river from Minas Tirith. Oh. And Osgiliath is an island in the river right between the two. Because when the Numenorians first came to Middle-earth, so this is more Silmarillion stuff, because I was fine. just reading this section in the Silmarillion, uh, kind of touching touching up on some Mordor stuff. So when the Numenorians first came to Middle-earth and were founding their Middle-earth kingdom because Numenor got screwed over by Sauron, they built uh, Minas... Oh, who didn't, though? Right. They <laughs> built uh, Minas Morgul and Minas Tirith, which were originally Minas Ithil and Minas Anor, which means, or Anor, which means uh, Minas Ithil is Tower of the Tower of the Setting Sun, and Minas Anor is Tower of the Rising Sun. Oh, because one's east and one's west. Right. Okay, that makes sense. And Osgiliath sat in the middle, and it was Isildur's throne and um, somebody else's throne, two of uh, Elendil's sons. Mm. And Osgiliath, there was a throne room with two thrones side by side between the two, the two like towers. two smaller kingdoms of Minas Ithil and Minas Anor. Huh. So Osgiliath was the actual seat of Numenorean power in Middle-earth, like in the south. So when Sauron took over, he took over Minas Tirith? Minas Ithil. And Minas, it became Minas, Minas Morgul, and then yeah, they okay. ruined Osgiliath. Mm. And Minas Tirith is the last stronghold. That's why it's the last stronghold right. of Middle-earth. and they renamed it to Minas Tirith, oh. which I forget what means. Interesting. Yeah, but Minas means tower. Yeah. It means minus. So what, do, <laughs> so what does Barad mean, then? I'm not does sure. Does that also mean tower? I, I'm, I'm guessing. But uh, Barad, uh, Baradur is an, is an elven name. Yeah, but it's like dark. Is it dark speech, or is it elvish? Uh, the... The Silmarillion says the elves name, call it Baradur. Oh, okay. Uh, in the uh, the very back, there's a there's a like a fifteen or twenty page part about the War of the Ring and the Third Age. So that gate that the writers come out of is, is not even Morgul. the gate that is in Return of the King with the messenger. No, that's a different place. So they built, that's the Black Gate. So they built a miniature for like two seconds of film. Well, no, we're going to see that again when. Gollum, Sam, and Frodo are climbing the hidden stair up to Kirithungal. We're going to see Minas Morgul in full. Oh, okay. So they just kept it for like eighteen months. All the just like in a like a warehouse. Right. <laughs> all the all the name dropping I just did. We talked about this before. Is one yeah. of the big problems with this movie. It's so dense with names that you just have to abandon so many of them along the way. Right. Because because I just named like fifteen things. Right. And they're all things like words that don't make any sense. Right. <laughs> Um, and Baradur is named in Orcish in this uh, in in one of the books that we have as Lugbers. Lugbers. Lugbers, which sounds like a like a German name or a Dutch name. Well, I've, uh, 
Orcish language is very guttural anyway. Yeah. But that's their... I mean, they have names like Lurts yeah, and that's Bolg. Thing. It's like gross, guttural noises. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what, what his... Kind of what is, what, what is at stake in Middle-earth is like the orcs are just... Have no even concept of like beauty or love right. or like just aesthetics. So yeah, it's like, just it, like gross fart noises. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So so like like you like and even if you go into like their like their the way they eat is they just like just tear into flesh, you know? Right. Yeah. They just they yeah. Just so go like for it. yeah, and it's like if if they win, the world will just be this gross, ugly fart world forever <laughs> yeah a thousand years of farts yeah it's like the presidential election oh boy <laughs> sorry it was my fault you're not wrong it'll be over by the time this gets posted right no, no. Okay. not yet damn it no okay. it uh it won't be <laughs> not as <laughs> That was so sad. You're just no, so won't. defeated. I'm I'm just so ready for November eighth to come and go. Oh great. Oh boy. It'll be It'll like be fireworks. America will be like all collectively leaping into Frodo's bed. <laughs> and like Have you seen the thing on Tumblr where it's like the Gandalf, and then like Gimli shows up, the Gimli, and then Orlando Bloom comes up, and it's just like question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark, question mark. Because his the expression on his face is because he doesn't even say Lando, name. Uh, right. like, it's just like ah oh, that guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd be like, and you were there, and you were there, and. Sure. Oh man! Yeah. Hey, hey, man! And you were there, <laughs> Sam. We had, no, we had no, we had no scenes together. Zero, zero. Like, no. I even, I don't even think he had any scenes with Gimli. But I think he just like kind of it was an easy name to remember, I guess. <laughs> Yeah, but like even even without having any like scenes with Gimli, I I feel like it's pretty easy even as an audience member to kind of connect some amount of emotional connection between the hobbits and Gimli because I mean they saw him mourn his whole people in Moria. Yeah, they're like, oh man, poor guy. And it's kind of implied that it's Boromir and Gimli that help train the hobbits to fight. Yeah, that makes sense. Gimli's because a... Gimli would be like, ah, oh, people are sparring. Yes, right, yeah. take oh. a swing at my axe. Because he, uh, I don't, I don't think he'd be one to be shown up by a dude. No. He needs to show off. Right. And Boromir needs someone to, like, spar with. Right. That's and, not, like, a tiny hobbit. <laughs> right. I mean, it's probably Aragorn some of the time as well. Yeah. Well, that, that's kind of what happens in real life. I mean, you know, if you're in a, in a camp or, like, in a class, you know, and if, you know, Legolas was always, like, on a rock somewhere, like, just hanging out with Gandalf and Aragorn and, you know sooner or later you get to the end of the semester and like you haven't really made any new friends right it's like someone like random coming up and like hey can i sign your yearbook and you're like i have no idea who you, you are but sure yeah <laughs> have a great summer right because like legolas and aragorn have just been like pros their whole life so like they just they're just always like talking in the yeah. back of the class it's very clicky yeah. 
Yeah. Because Lee Pace at the end of the third movie was like, 30 years from now, you'll meet a baby <laughs> named Aragorn. <laughs> well, no, it's not even 30 years from now. Oh, yeah. Because Aragorn's 80. 88. Yeah. So, like, right after that? I hope I have that age right and no one corrects me more. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty that, sure it's 88. No, God, yeah, that, he's that, like a hot grandpa. God, that moment made me so freaking mad in Battle of Five Armies. So dumb. Like, Everything about you that. You don't know his... You don't know him by a different name. This doesn't need to happen. <laughs> I know. There's just it, it's just so fan wanky. It really is. Too fan wanky. That's my problem with uh with this Hobbit movies overall. Is it gets really fan wanky. Yeah. Oh, like making like Legolas like the Jason Voorhees of orcs. <laughs> like I know he he's their monster movie. <laughs> He's, he just decapitates 30 of them. In He's just running town. around Lake Town killing orcs in the night and no one notices. <laughs> it's horrifying. Yeah. Do you think they like tell... I am legend. Tell, I am Legolas. Yeah, like tell their orc babies about like the elf in the night that like kills their fathers. And yeah, stuff. yeah, yeah. It's so scary. I mean, to, to him, to orcs, elves are the monsters, right? Yeah. They're so pretty and thin and androgynous. You can't tell if it's a man or a woman that's just stabbed your dad. Are there are there, are there female orcs? There must be. I assume so. Do, are, or, or, like, do orcs just like pop out of the ground? I mean, the urukai do. The urukai are spawned. Like they they pull them out of the ground. But is that how all orcs are born? I don't know. That's probably not something that's gone over much. Because they're for sure. Because they're dwarf women. Um, right. Right. Actually, although one of we my, never meet one in the box, I know you know, and, and and again, not to get too, I don't know, but if I was di- if I was directing the Hobbit, I don't, <laughs> you know, I think I think Peter Jackson made a mistake in not making like four or five of the twelve dwarves women. Yeah, because like, what do we lose by having like Biffer be a girl? Like, yeah, no, like literally nothing has to change. I mean, you'd have to find uh, you'd have to find someone else who gave such a wonderful performance. Oh yeah! yeah. Oh, oh, did I accidentally say the one that's good? You said Biffer, yeah. Okay. Which one was Biffer? Uh, a furnace with wings, uh, the one no, that talks okay. the most. Yeah. Oh, the baby, like the younger one. No, no, uh, the one with the like Fargo hat. Oh, what's his? What's the actor's name? Oh remember. yeah. Um. Oh, is, is that would Biff- be Smaug, the great and terrible, right. the guy that says that. Is Biffer the one that Bilbo runs into when he's about to leave in the first yeah. one? And he's yeah. like family. Yeah, I like him. He was good. He's he's like one of he, he's one of the best performances out of the dwarves. Okay. What about Bofor? Which one was Bofor? I don't think Bofor talks. Bofor's okay. the one that's roasting the the thing of the, kale yeah, over he's the fire, roasting right? The kale, yeah. yeah. I don't like They don't have any meat food. here. Bofur is the one that doesn't talk. No, that's no Bomber. No, Bomber doesn't talk. I don't talk. think they Bomber doesn't talk either. I think most of them have at least like a word. But they go Bomber out of their way. They go out of their way to not give Bomber any lines. Oh, yeah. I, I think they Bofer, even cut him off when he's about to speak. Because like Bofur like has like a knife in his head or something. I no, he, oh, he, yeah, one of them has like only part speak. of a wheel in his head. Yeah, yeah. And he can only speak dwarfish because yeah. of the Yeah, thing yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the fat one just doesn't so have weird. lines because yeah. he's fat. <laughs> too fat to talk. <laughs> see, he, he's too fat to talk, even though he could talk in the books. Yeah. <laughs> even though all the dwarves talk at length in the books at least once. Right. Because uh. you have to tell yeah, them or like, somehow. Or like, yeah. uh, or like make, or like make Felia girl. Yeah. Well. 
Oh, well, then you can't draw, like, Tumblr out of the making out. <laughs> well, Feely is supposed to be the heir. Yeah. Oh, and then Keely, Keely's Keely's the one that they give. Keely's the younger one. Keely's oh, the one oh, that they well, give. Then, you know, then it can be a same-sex elf dwarf ship if Keely's oh, a girl. Yes, you make Keely a girl and then have Keely fall in love with Tariel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Great. Evangeline Lily can just, like, make eyes at this pretty dwarf girl. Mm-hmm. I'm down for that. Yeah, and the pretty dwarf girl can be like like a Ronda Rousey body type. You know what I mean? Like yeah. not, not a skinny girl, but like kind of like a muscular. That'd be so dope for girls to have like like a bodybuilder. Yeah. 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 <sighs> anyway, big. Anyway, I, I think it was a big mistake and like not <laughs> missed opportunity at the very least. Not making like at least a couple of them yeah, girls because they set it up in two towers. like they lead some people to believe that there are no dwarf women, which is of course absurd. And then he falls because that's it's all, in the beard. That's all Gimli does in the last two movies is just fall and fart and like. Anyway, well, because dwarves have to just dope their way into victory. <laughs> yeah, there's no such thing as like a noble, intelligent dwarf, except for Thorin. Um, Except for Thor, the line of Durin is noble, intelligent yeah. dwarves, and they were ended. But Gloin is like relatives, isn't he? He had like Balin. Yes, yeah, isn't is, Aren't they all? Which like, one is the kin? one that's like I knew your dad, and you're a dick because your dad was cool. Who was that? Who was that guy? The uh, one who was there in the flashback. Dwalin. Dwalin. Dwalin was cool. The one that had he has the mohawk in the flashback too. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Because he's the first one that shows up. He's yeah, the Dwalin's the one that shows up, yeah. That, like, he fights with the two they, hand like, axes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Balin shows up. Balin's Balin the second is, one to show up. Balin's Balin. the one that looks like a garden gnome. Yeah. Yeah. And Balin and Dwalin are brothers. Right, yeah. The Balin shows up and Dwalin's just like, headbutt, brother. <laughs> hey. Hey, bro. Is this the uh, most we've talked about the Hobbit movies on this podcast so far? I think so. Okay, cool. I'm glad that's my so. reason. <laughs> that, that's, that's every good. time the hobbit comes up i'm just like no it hurts so it hurt. <laughs> i think it's really cool and i didn't appreciate it the first time i saw it, of course but even when i watched return of the king it didn't register to me that Minas tirith is seen right now it wasn't until watching the first one after they were all out that i was like oh my god that's totally Minas tirith that's such a cool that's gondor like yeah is, that's, that's is that such a cool setup is that an extended? Is that in the theatrical? I think it so. Is, that, yeah, I think yeah, that's yeah. not a yeah, theatrical. Yeah, all of that is in oh. the theatrical version. Okay. Even that cool because when you're when I was watching the first one, I just like, oh, what a cool fantasy place that he right. goes to. Um, Barry Osborne describes that first shot of Minas Tirith, this miniature. Uh, hey man, we're ahead. As being like, oh, oh no, the, no, that first shot of oh yeah, yeah, this is the very yeah, very that's first. That's true. Shot yeah, 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 yeah. We Save don't it. really see it. <laughs> We're still in fart world. We are still in fart world. We're, uh, we're, uh, no, Gandalf's turning away from fart world. <laughs> be gone. I'll be gone, fart Be gone, foul stench. <laughs> On second thought, let us not go to Mordor. It's just a silly place. <laughs> Who would be Gandalf's patsy? Oh, you blew my mind that that that's not Shadowfax. Uh, no, yeah, it's not. No, it's just some random horse. I believe random he gets Shadowfax horse. after he breaks free from Saruman. I think I think he gets. I thought he gets. He might get it on. He might get it after on. he's Gandalf the White. Yeah, because he like, says, "Come, yes. Shadowfax, show them the meaning of haste." Right. Yes. Yeah. Which means he was at the very least aware of Shadowfax before he became Gandalf the White. I think he'd been asking for that horse for a while, and Thandon was like, "No." Did we? Did he just unlock Shadowfax when he became Gandalf the White? Yeah. 
<laughs> Shadow facts, Lord of horses. Up. Yeah, like look at Lord all of all up. horses. Yeah, look at all these new upgrades you get, Gandalf the White. <laughs> you get this cool new staff. You get this sweet coat. Your sweet beard horse. is clean. Shadow facts. You don't have to. You know, you're not dirty anymore. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, it was Ian McKellen's contribution to his costume to never wash it as Gandalf the Grey. Oh, cool. To let it continue to gain dirt and grime. Yeah, to just be as disgusting just, just be as, as nasty and grungy as he could as Gandalf the Grey. And then just be like a L'Oreal model when he's Gandalf the White. <laughs> Maybe he's born with it. Maybe he died to get it. Oh, God. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe he killed a friggin' Balrog. <laughs> Maybe he's reborn with it. Well, yes. if we want to talk about Minas Tirith, yeah, yeah, that's should, yeah. tomorrow. I love that shot of the, the crest of the, the mountains outside Mordor, too, that Gandalf is looking at. Oh, with the lightning and yeah, stuff? Yeah, like yeah. the lightning really and it's like really the, red uh, sky. I really like the human, like, not, like, the man figures that are carved into the Black Gate that the Ringwraiths come out of. Yeah, and uh, Minas Morgul. Minas Morgul. Because yeah. that, that is supposed to... Uh, be like the ones that we see at the very end of the movie on the river, right? Because it's, yeah. it's all built by the same people. Yeah, they're all built by the same people, yeah. Yeah. So the the architecture is supposed to kind of ring true across all of this. So That's all Numenorean style did architecture. Did they construct it as like in dark stone or did Sauron was well, like so evil his well, like the evil nearby, leaked out? Well, the nearest mountain range is like black and gray. Uh-huh. So it would be made from like the local materials, which are all these dark, ashy, but dirty stones. But is not. But it's built into the side of a different mountain. Oh, okay. Geology. Um, the name of which escapes me, but I'll look it up so I can mention it when we talk about Minister tomorrow. Because cool. uh, that mountain is named as well. Interesting. Right. Yeah. So you can find us on duelinggenre.com. Email us, contact at lordoftheringsminute.com. Twitter at L-O-T-R Minute, Tumblr, lotrminute.tumblr.com. We have a Facebook main page and a listener page called Fellowship of the Mic, which is awesome. Lots of cool people doing funny stuff over there, talking about things, correcting us when we make mistakes. Yeah, <laughs> you guys right out of the gate have a really cool community going. I know, it's, it seems pretty vibrant. I'm uh, I'm very happy about it, despite mm-hmm. me not being as active on social media as someone doing this probably should be. Oh, you're it's fine. Okay. I mean, I'm, I Scott's definitely the more of... I mean, I'm barely... I mean, I read the Facebook stuff, but I, I need to get much better at like commenting on like the Back to the Future stuff. Yeah, I know. Uh, my Twitter handle is even Norm of the Ring, but I'm very, very not active you on Twitter. You have like two tweets from like three years ago. Yeah, I really... <laughs> I really don't use my social media accounts very much, oh, you're other good. than Instagram, now that I have a forward-facing phone. <laughs> oh, Instagram. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a basic white girl. It's fine. So. Instagram's my favorite of the... Well, I just like photographs, but like... And then Twitter is really good for news, and Facebook... I, I don't use Facebook that much anymore, because I just get mad. You can also find us on iTunes. <laughs> you should leave us a five-star review. You can find Cassandra, Nick, and Scott on The Doctor's Companion. Where they yeah. talk oh, about and you can follow Doctor me Google. at you can follow me at Nick M Jimenez, and I, I haven't been saying that. Oh yeah, <laughs> you should follow Nick. Nick's a cool guy. He's funny. Thank you. Uh, My goal is to I want to have I want to have more I want to have as many Twitter followers as Scott. That's my new goal. Are you playing catch up now? Because yeah, because he's had more than me for a while, but now I'm starting to catch up, and now I like actually want to like beat him. You must surpass him. 
The I know, yeah, that's the goal. <laughs> you can find you can find Nick and Scott on Back to the Future Minute. They're currently on hiatus, but they'll be coming back to do the third movie uh, next year. Next year, the one that I was about to say soon, but that is maybe not exactly true. <laughs> you know, it's it's coming up. I mean, you know, the year's almost over. That's uh, true. Yeah, uh, it'll be the November. third movie's my favorite, and I'll be much more interested in uh, maybe trying to be a guest on some of that. Yeah, nice. we're gonna. And uh, you can also. You should also all listen to Geek by Night, written by Cassandra, Nick, and Scott. And not in that order. Not in that order. <laughs> really, in like reverse order. Right. Scott and Nick and Cassandra. <laughs> and others. And others. But uh, these are the three that I interact with, so they're the ones <laughs> I plug. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, it's awesome. It's nominated for some awards on Audioverse. Uh, what, when does voting end for that? Uh, November sixth. November sixth. Go out and vote for Geek by Nate. <laughs> if it ends just on election still day, before the elections over. <laughs> yeah, just just make sure you go vote for Geek by Night before the election. So vote for Geek by Night and, and then go vote and then go vote <laughs> in that order. Yeah, have a vote day. Have a voting day. Uh, you can support us on Patreon at duelinggenre.com/support. We also have a one-time donation button. And hopefully merchandise soon for us, and there's merchandise for other podcasts on the website. And as always, special thanks to our Patreon associate producer, Leaper182. Have a great Wednesday. Bye.